At Sandy Spring Bank, we care about people, not transactions. So we concentrate on creating personalized solutions to start or grow a business that provides for your family, to purchase a home that will house the memories you make there, to save so you can enjoy today and then pass on your legacy to future generations. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk. Visit sandyspringbank.com slash real. Mortgage, home equity, and other credit products offered by Sandy Spring Bank. I bow my knee 
In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I come before you, Lord, recognizing that you are supreme in authority. Your power is great in the heavens and the earth, and your anger is shown against all wickedness and the evil imagination of men. Father, I boldly approach your throne yet again, this time asking for grace and mercy for your bride, the church. Your word says that judgment shall begin at the house of God, so let the church bear the greatest indictment because your invisible works are clearly seen, demonstrating your eternal power and divine nature. All men are without excuse. Yet through hypocrisy, we have given place to your enemies to blaspheme your great and holy name. Because of our perversion and deceitfulness, which brings shame to your name, they question whether we are really your children. For this cause, Lord, we are guilty and bear the greater burden. We have been weighed in the balance and been found wanting yet we refuse to change our path. We have been deliberate in our great trespass before you, Lord, and we are not hidden from your sight. We have provoked you to anger with our foolish and unwise behavior, being spiritually blind and naked, allowing the world to see our shame. Heavenly Father, because you are a God of mercy and great compassion, we come before you in humility that you may examine our ways. We come before you confessing that if we humble ourselves and pray, seek your face, and turn from our wicked ways, then will you hear from heaven, forgive our sins, and heal our land. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, we thank you, Heavenly Father, that your hands are not shortened that they cannot save, nor your ear heavy that it cannot hear. We stand before you, Lord, to answer the indictment that has been laid against us, and pray that through repentance our sins will be forgiven. For we have done wicked things in your sight, even rebellion against your commandments and your continued reminders and warnings. In the name of Jesus, we acknowledge our shortcomings and weaknesses, seeking to be washed in the blood of our Savior Jesus Christ. For we were called to be the salt of the earth, a people that would bear witness to your name, follow your examples, live by your commandments, and set a difference between that which is holy and that which is profane. Instead, our hearts have been pierced with the desires of the world, and we have adopted their ways, chasing after materialism and lust and compromising your standards. We have not sought you for who you are, but for what you can give and how much we can get. 
We have allowed worldliness into your church and created unholy alliances with the world, calling that which is evil good and that which is good evil, while refusing to take a righteous stand. We have sought validation from the world and coveted the admiration of men who have perverted your statutes for selfish gain. We have shown them all that is in your sanctuary, giving access to thieves and robbers who now make merchandise of your sheep and a mockery of your name. We have failed to protect the innocent, neglected the cries of the poor, and watched as families are being destroyed. We have not sanctified you in the eyes of the people, becoming powerless gift chasers who adorn the things on the outside while failing to address the evil within. We have compromised your word by seeking popularity and friendship with the world, choosing to entertain the masses with our talents and gifts while watering down your word and speaking fables instead of convicting people to change. We stand idle as the innocent are snatched from the womb while we defend the guilty giving them place on your stage. We are consumed with the pursuit of wealth while at the same time we are robbed of morality, dignity, and holiness. Through compromise and exploitation, we have lost our influence. Through sermonettes and motivational speeches, we have catered to itching ears. And through hypocrisy and double standards, our pulpits have been stripped of power and authority. We have even embraced the lifestyles of this world and distorted the meaning of your love instead of preaching the sovereign design and plan of God. We have lost our way, Lord, and given over to the cares of this life. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, Forgive us, Father, for we bombard your throne with selfish prayers while the world around us declines and decay, drifting further and further away from you. We have been mesmerized by the lust of the world and desensitized by its influences while engaging in unspeakable acts, adultery and fornication, abortions, drunkenness, promiscuity, hatred and insensitivity, drug use, blasphemies, idolatry, man lying with man, women lying with women. We defile ourselves by flooding our minds with pornography, immorality and lust, and other kinds of sexual perversion. We have neglected our children and not taught them your ways, putting success and riches before love and direction. We have allowed our marriages to grow cold, harbored unforgiveness, and refused to show affection, while opening the door for the enemy to wreak havoc in our families. We have become a lukewarm church, lacking holiness and obedience to your word, even denying your name, Lord, and abandoning the cross. We have allowed false prophets to operate in the church while embracing false gods and religions. We are in a backslidden state and confess our sins before you. We were all born into this world with something to surrender, but so many of us have refused to let go, choosing to embrace our fallen nature by making excuses for sin as opposed to trusting your word for deliverance and healing. In doing so, we have denied the power of the cross and the delivering authority of your resurrection. We go down in the water, but never come up, sinking further and further into the depth you gave your life to conquer. We have titles without meaning, performances without actors, services without substance, and buildings that are lifeless when it comes to the real power of God. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, we repent, Lord, and ask for your forgiveness. Lord, let your anger and fury be held back, and let your mercy fall upon us as we repent of our wicked deeds and turn back to you. Let us once again be the people you have chosen to show yourself strong in the earth, that through our examples and trusting your word, the world will once again look to the church for salvation 
and demonstration of the true power of God. Lord, please hear our cry, incline thine ear, and behold our frail state, that we may eagerly approach your throne with boldness and have confidence at your appearing. Your word says that you will never leave or forsake us, and we come to you by faith, knowing that without faith it is impossible to please you. Deliver us from the guilt of the past and wipe away all condemnation, for through our sin we have given the enemy access to our lives and the legal right to carry out his diabolical plan of destruction against us. But now, Lord, through repentance, his rights have been revoked. In the name of Jesus, we denounce Satan and his demonic forces of evil and his rebellion against the kingdom of God. In the name of Jesus and the finished work of the cross, he loses all rights to torment, deceive, destroy, afflict, and manifest himself in the lives of your people. And we sever all ties, cooperation, agreement, conspiracy, and relationship with the world and the world system. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, we command Satan to loose every stronghold, demonic manifestation, false belief, vice, grip, addiction, spell, and curse right now according to the word of God. We choose you, Lord, and the finished work of the cross, and want no part of Satan and the temptations of this world. I declare right now that we are loosed in your precious name. Lord, we renew our covenant and commitment to you and exercise our choice to faithfully serve you with all of our heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit. In the name of Jesus, we make a conscious choice to turn back to you and once again follow after your statutes and commandments and pledge our undivided service and devotion to you. But we have been bought with a price and serving you is our reasonable service. So help us, Lord, to be lights in this world, ambassadors of the Most High God, and instruments of righteousness, representing your will and not our own. I pray, Lord, that our hunger and thirst for you is never quenched, and that you give us both to will and to do your good pleasure, that we as a church may fulfill the calling and purpose that you have spoken over our lives. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, we denounce the pleasures of this world, false doctrine, and all forms of spiritual adultery. We pray that you expose the synagogue of Satan operating behind church walls, every lying and deceitful spirit, and demons operating as the angels of light. Let us not worship or reverence anyone or anything but the true and living God, and drive out the spirit of Antichrist. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I pray that you remove all doubts and bring revelation to every distortion of the truth, and that we drive out the spirit of Jezebel that teaches fornication, lust, and idolatry. That her curse, seduction, and influence be broken and bound right now in the name of Jesus and erased from the hearts and minds of your people. I ask, Lord, that the depths of Satan operating in the church be exposed, that we no longer defile ourselves through the lust of the flesh and the pride of life, hating all evil, pride, arrogance, and the evil way. Grant us spiritual discernment that we are not deceived let us examine the fruit of a man and not be gift chasers led astray by talents, gifts, and charisma. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I pray that the church will once again be known for its good works, love, faith, dedication, patience, and compassion to all men. That we hate the sin but love the sinner, understanding that we have all fallen short of the glory of God. Let us love according to the word of God, standing on the truth, preaching the word in and out of season and making no provision for the flesh, while understanding that grace is not an excuse for sin and a justification for heaven. Help us, Lord, to minister without compromise to those seeking the truth 
and be found without spot or wrinkle, boldly proclaiming the truth of Christ and the power of his resurrection. Let us live and reign with Christ, clothed with holiness and abiding in his presence through eternity. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I speak life into your church and come against all dead things. Let our branches bring forth fruit in their season and our roots be nourished by the waters of life. Let us be called and set apart, chosen and faithful, serving as kings and priests in your kingdom, knowing that we are in the end times, that we be not lulled to sleep by the passing of days, nor deceived by scoffers who deny your coming, but that we are watchful and that day does not overtake us as a thief in the night. We are pilgrims in the earth and this is not our home. So we look forward to the rapture and second coming of Christ, having faith that the promises of God shall come to pass. In the name of Jesus, I pray that we hold fast to our belief that you are the way, the truth, and the life, and that no man cometh to the Father but by you, and that we never lose our boldness and passion for the Most High God. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I pray that we are not weary in well-doing, and that we have a desire to spend quality time in your word and in fellowship with you, that we neglect not the fellowshipping of the let us examine the fruit of a man and not be gift chasers led astray by talents, gifts, and charisma. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I pray that the church will once again be known for its good works, love, faith, dedication, patience, and compassion to all men. That we hate the sin but love the sinner, understanding that we have all fallen short of the glory of God. Let us love according to the word of God, standing on the truth preaching the word in and out of season and making no provision for the flesh, while understanding that grace is not an excuse for sin and a justification for heaven. Help us, Lord, to minister without compromise to those seeking the truth and be found without spot or wrinkle, boldly proclaiming the truth of Christ and the power of his resurrection. Let us live and reign with Christ, clothed with holiness and abiding in his presence through eternity. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I speak life into your church and come against all dead things. Let our branches bring forth fruit in their season and our roots be nourished by the waters of life. Let us be called and set apart, chosen and faithful, serving as kings and priests in your kingdom, knowing that we are in the end times, that we be not lulled to sleep by the passing of days, nor deceived by scoffers who deny your coming, but that we are watchful and that day does not overtake us as a thief in the night. We are pilgrims in the earth, and this is not our home. So we look forward to the rapture and second coming of Christ, having faith that the promises of God shall come to pass. In the name of Jesus, I pray that we hold fast to our belief that you are the way, the truth, and the life, and that no man cometh to the Father but by you, and that we never lose our boldness and passion for the Most High God. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I pray that we are not weary in well-doing, and that we have a desire to spend quality time in your word and in fellowship with you. That we neglect not the fellowshipping of the saints, as we are one in the body of Christ and sealed by the precious gift of the Holy Spirit. That we may all faithfully walk in the calling and purpose we have been given, pressing toward the mark and high calling of Jesus Christ our Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you are able to keep that which we have committed unto you against that day, and that nothing we have done is in vain but all things are accounted to our heavenly account that we may be rich towards God. Lord, let us run this race with patience, looking unto you who has endured the cross and despised the shame for the joy that was set before you, that our names be confessed before the Father and written in the Lamb's book of life, 
I pray, Lord, that we are steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the love of God, that we may receive a crown of life promised to those who endure until the end. Now unto God, who knows the beginning from the end, who is our shield in time of trouble, and who causes us to endure the fiery furnaces of life, we give you honor and praise. We proclaim and ascribe greatness to your name, for your deeds are perfect and all that you do is just and fair. You own the cattle on a thousand hills and cause darkness to flee in the presence of light. I pray, Lord, that we demonstrate our gratitude for all that you have done by keeping your commandments. For your word says, obedience is better than sacrifice and rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Let your word be a light unto our path, revelation in darkness, and our blueprint for all matters pertaining to this life and the one thereafter. It is through you, Heavenly Father, and the power of your might that one could chase a thousand and two could put ten thousand to flight. For greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. These things I ask and pray and affirm in Jesus' great and holy name. Amen. Amen. I tell you, that, that is a prayer of this world. I tell you, we, and need, we need it every and, day. Yeah, and we need more prayers like that. I tell you, because we this, are living in the last days. We right? live in the last days, and we need more prayers like that. Uh, the world needs it. We need it. People need it. Church needs it. We we all need those kind of prayers at this time where we're at in the world that's right and we just want to thank you for joining us right here on lpj 64 with mr and mrs sweet thing bible study hour when we're going to be talking about the personality of the holy spirit oh man i love that so the holy spirit has a personality well yes he has a personality because uh uh that personality become our personality when the Holy Spirit begins to work in us. That's then right. that's the kind of personality we uh, pick up and become us. So yes, yes it does. That's right. So we're going to be going to John chapter 14 and verse 26. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name will be your teacher in all things and will put you in mind of everything I have said to you. Amen. 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 Because the Holy Spirit is occasionally depicted in the Bible in impersonal terms, such as we talked about wind or fire, some have concluded that he is impersonal. Impersonal a type of divine power. In their view, he is more like an electric current that empowers us rather than existing as a personal being. But the question is not whether some passages can be brought forward that denote more impersonal operations or influences of the Holy Spirit. The question is whether there are numerous portions of scripture Mm -hmm. that positively do establish his personality. So these are, there are texts and we need to take them into consideration in order to gain a more complete picture of who the Holy Spirit is. Amen. I agree with that. Yes. I agree with that. So we're going to learn about the personality of the Holy Spirit as he is described in Scripture. 
See, this truth will help us better understand the role of God's divine spirit in our lives. Mm -hmm. And it will help us to gain a deeper understanding of the importance of the belief in the personality of the Holy Spirit for our spiritual life. Only when we entertain right thoughts about him can we render to him that love, reverence, confidence, and submission that are due to him. So first we're going to look in John chapter 16 and verse 13 and 14. All right, 16, going back to John 13. 16, 13, and 14. Okay, 13, 14, 16. And we're going to be talking about Jesus' description of the Holy Spirit. Okay. However, when he, the spirit of true knowledge, has come, he will be your guide into all true knowledge. For his words will not come from himself, but whatever has come to his hearing that he will say, and he will make clear to you the things to come. Mm. Verse 14, he will give me glory because he will take of what is mine and make it clear to you. And so you know, without the Holy Spirit, we can't understand. We wouldn't be able to understand the scriptures. <laughs> we wouldn't be understanding the scriptures. There you go. And so we're going to go to John 15 again. And we read 26, so we're going to read 27 of John 15. All right, 27. And you, in addition, will give witness because you have been with me from the, the first. In other words, you know, we, we said he's a helper. Right. Well, you know, that's what Jesus said. Mm -hmm. He told the disciples, he said, I forgot to leave you. Right. But I, I, I won't leave you with nothing. I'm going to leave you a comforter. A comforter, which is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. And so now we're going to. John 14 and verse 17. All right. You are there. Even the spirit of true knowledge, that spirit the world is not able to take to its heart because it sees him not, it sees him not, and has no knowledge of him. But you have knowledge of him because he is ever with you and will be in you. Amen. 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 We're we'll going to read 26, John 14, 26. We're we'll going to go down to verse 26. That's what we said. Like you said, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will be your teacher in all things. Right. That's what he said. He said, he had to, he said I've got to go, but I, I will not leave you with my nothing. Bliss. That's uh, right. right. Yeah, I'll leave you. I'll send you a helper, which is the Holy Spirit. Okay. That's right, because see, what very personal characteristics does Jesus attributes to the Holy Spirit in these passages we just read? It's, the Holy Spirit is a teacher, it's going to guide you, help you in all these things, and, and, and make things clear to you, yeah, yeah, give to your understanding. A clear understanding of the Word. Mm -hmm. According to Jesus, the Holy Spirit guides, it speaks, it hears, it discloses and glorifies. The Holy Spirit also teaches and reminds us, like we said in John 14, 26, 
that he dwells in us, he testifies and he convicts. Yes. So these sound more like the actions of a sovereign personality than they do in an impersonal force. That's what we got to understand. It has, the Holy Spirit has a personality. And I don't think we understood that. Yeah. Now we do. It has a personality, a personality that teach you, um, it guides, uh, guides you, you, it speaks to you, speak to you, and let you know wrong. It also hears. Yes. Let you know good from bad. Yes, it bad does. Bad from good. That's the Holy Spirit. And let you know love. It teaches you how to, to love others and uh, esteem others better than yourself. It guides you through life. and. And let God, you know the, all truth. Right. And let you know the love of God. Amen. The love of God. It, it teaches you how to share that love of God. Exactly. Because, you know, Jesus cares for his followers. He will not leave his disciples as orphans. He promised to send the Holy Spirit. Jesus here specifically says that he will send another helper, like we said, That's or the comforter. Mm -hmm. The yeah. words that Jesus uses here are significant. He promised to send another helper, not a different one, but another one. So the Greek word for another is alos. In the um, Greek language of the New Testament, alos indicates that Christ will send another comforter who is numerically distant, but is of the same, same character. character. Yes, same Amen. character. Yes. That is, who is similar to himself. In other words, Jesus promised one like himself, one who will take his place, one who will continue to do his work in us, and who is his representative. Right. Because, you know, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one. Yeah. Yeah, they're one. And they both work to glorify who? God himself. The Father. The Father the himself. Father himself. That's right. The Father himself. So we know that this work of the Holy Spirit is the work of a helper or comforter. The Bible here uses the Greek word parakletos to describe someone who was called upon for support or assistance. Someone called to our aid. Just as Jesus is a person, the Holy Spirit is also personal. So this idea is supported by the fact that personal attributes are often ascribed to the Holy Spirit. Like we read in John 14, 26. Um, we're going to go also John 15, 26. 15, 26. Right there, 15, 26. And so in John 15, 26, when the helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, even the spirit of true knowledge who comes from the Father, he will give witness about me, like Amen. we said. And now we go to Acts. Acts 15, 28. Acts okay. chapter 15 and verse 28 says, mm -hmm. For it seems good to the Holy Spirit to us to put on you nothing more than these necessary things. Amen. And so Amen. this is all his attributes. Uh, Romans eight twenty six, 
Roman H26. Okay. Romans 8.26 says, In the same way, the Spirit is a help to our feeble hearts. We are not able to make prayer to God in the right way, but the Spirit puts our desires into words which are not in our power to say. Isn't that, that oh, is powerful. Well, I'm telling you, Jesus knew so what So we don't know what we ought to pray, but the Holy Spirit Jesus takes it and put it in the right words. In the right words. I mean, Jesus knew what he was doing. Oh, he yeah. left, and when he left us, left us a helper. Yes, he, he did. He knew. And like he said, that's going to finish the work. That finished the work. He, he knew what we needed. He Amen. knew. I mean, even though when we really think we're saying a prayer out this world, we mm. think we're really praying, we're not saying anything when it comes to God's ears. That's why he left us a helper. That's to right. To put it in order. To put it in the right words. Right. Because we can't do it. We can't do it. Wow. So when it hits the father's ears, bam. The father here, bam. The father can relate to it, bam. He decides whether he want to answer it or he do not. Whatever his will is. There you go. Whatever his will is. And that, that, that's powerful. That's powerful. That is that is great to have someone that's, that's right. got your, as they said, got your back like that. He does. Amen. And mm -hmm. we're going to read 27 of that, too. Okay. And he who is the searcher of hearts has knowledge of the mind of the spirit because he is making prayers for the saints in agreement with the mind of God. Amen. Wow. I'm telling you, that that's the good stuff there. Thank God mm -hmm. for the Holy Spirit. Well, I'm telling you. First Corinthians. We're going to First Corinthians, talking about the Holy Spirit the tonight. Holy Spirit, I tell you what, I love that. I do too. First Corinthians, chapter twelve, verse eleven. Okay, eleven. Got it. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. But all these are the operations of the one and the same Spirit, same. given to every man separately as his pleasure is. Mm -hmm. Wow. Now, you know, that that's the power of God that can give every every individual his own what? Only Spirit. Own. Now that, separately as his pleasure is. Yeah, Isn't that something? That is something. Wow. I mean, every man. Every creator, every human being that he created, he if can they give choose it. to, he will give you the yes. Holy Spirit. If you choose it, that's right. You gotta ask for it. Yes. We're gonna also go to First Timothy chapter four and verse one. Yes, I mean empty. First Timothy chapter four and verse Ooh, one. Boy, I, okay, one. <laughs> but the Spirit says clearly. That in latter times, some will be turned away from the faith, giving their minds to spirits of deceit and the teachings of evil spirits. Ooh. So we got to be careful. Well, yeah, we got we got we got to watch out. Mm. And you know what you desire now. If you're not desiring holy things, righteous things, mm. then you you're going to be desiring the spirit we just got. Through talking about. That's right. Well, you, the evil you, spirit. Yeah, you got to desire the things of the Heavenly Father. 
That's right. And, and as long as you design those things, you don't have to worry about this right here. No. Nope. If you design the things that the Father in heaven desire, and then this, this don't, this is not talking about you. That's right. It's not talking about you. No, but, that's why he say stay in his word, keep his commandment, because the Holy Spirit will lead you to all truth. All truth. The Holy Spirit, right. not the evil one, not but the, the Holy Spirit. Spirit. But if you desire heavenly things Amen. and not earthly things, then you don't have to worry about it. You desire heavenly things, this is not talking to you. But if you desire earthly things, this is talking to you. You got to watch it. Because earthly things will get you in this right here. Because that's what you desire, evil things. That's right. Because God said, he that loves the world hates me. That's right. But he who loves me hates the world. Correct. So if you love the world and the things of the world, this is for you. But if you love God and heavenly things, mm -hmm. that's not for you. Don't worry about it. You're good to go. Amen. Amen. And you know, we're going to talk about the personal aspects of the Holy Spirit as well. I like um, that. Oh, the personal aspect. The personal. We're going to start with um, Romans 8.14. Romans 8.14. Okay. Kind of like Romans, too. 8.14. Okay, we got it. Let's go. Let's go. In Romans 8.14... And all those who are guided by the Spirit of God are sons of God. Amen. Now, you, that's right. That's right. And then we're going to continue to do 15 and 16. For you do not get the spirit of servants, again, to put you in fear. But the spirit of sons was given to you, by which we say, Abba, Father. Abba, Father. The yeah. Spirit is witness with our spirit that we are children of God. God. Amen. 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 And now right. we're in uh, Romans 8. Let's go down to 27 as well. Okay. Verse 27 says, And he who was the searcher of hearts has knowledge of the mind of the spirit because he is making prayers like we talked about for the saints in agreement with the mind of God. Right. So that means if your prayers line up with God, you'll, you'll receive the you'll receive desires that. of your heart. That's right. You'll receive the desires of your heart. But they got to line up with God now. You can't be asking something that God don't desire himself. For or, you, exactly. Or that's for you or whoever you're praying for. You can't pray for something that you want and it doesn't line up with God. See as I said before, you got to remember, if you're holy things, praying for somebody's soul, mm -hmm. somebody's soul to be saved, your soul to be saved, someone to, to get healed from their sickness, if it's God's will, yeah, things like that, God God will hear those prayers. That's right. But if you're praying for a pocket full of money, now, I don't know about that. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> and we're going to uh, go to Acts chapter 10 and verse 19. Okay. 12, 19. 10, 19. Oh, Acts 10, 10 19. 10. We're going to do 10, okay. uh, 19, and 20. Okay, there we go. Right. And this is also a personal aspect of the Holy Spirit. And while Peter was turning the vision over in his mind, the Spirit said to him, 
See, three men are looking for you. Mm. Go down then and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. That's the Holy Spirit that's talking to That's the Holy Spirit talking, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the Holy Spirit. And that's the Holy Spirit. That means that's Jesus talking to you. That's right. That means that's the Heavenly Father. That Heavenly Father is talking to you. Don't ignore it. Do not ignore the Holy Spirit. If he's talking, don't you listen. So in other words, this Holy Spirit is not a force. We're going to go to Acts 28 and uh, 25. 25. Acts 28 and verse 25. Okay, right. Let's go. We got it. And they went away, for there was a division among them. After Paul had said this one thing, well, did the Holy Spirit say by the prophet Isaiah to your fathers, go to this people and say, though you give ear, you will not get knowledge, and seeing you will see, but the sense will not be clear to you. In other words, if the Holy Spirit did not speak, then it's not going to be clear. You won't understand it. That's right. That, that's why some people say, well, I don't know. I don't know. I think God, I heard God speaking to me tonight. Well, if you got to think about it, it wasn't God. Well, and also you got to remember, if it's not in the uh, Bible and Scripture, then you got to definitely be careful and right, because, make sure you know right. well, who's speaking to you. Well, because that is God. If you right. think... If you read scripture, it's God talking to you. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have no worry about if God talking to you. If you read it in scripture. Because the Holy Spirit will never do anything against God's God word. and Jesus and the Word. Right. That's right, because they right. are one. If, if the Holy Spirit speaks to you, you better believe it. You're going to read it somewhere in the Word. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> or somebody will quote scripture to you when they tell you, well, you know, uh, God, I, God just put on my heart uh, to, you send your to, to send you this mm -hmm. message of uh, right. scripture, so and so, so and so. They're going to they gonna quote scripture to you. Then you yeah. know God said it because right. his word will not come back. What? Void. All right, then. I didn't hurt you now. That's right. And so we got to remember, can an impersonal force intercede in our behalf? Of course not. Does an impersonal spirit or power have the ability to re reveal to us things about God? Does an impersonal influence have the ability to speak? So all those biblical statements make much more sense if the Holy Spirit is a personal being as opposed to an impersonal force. There you go. So we got to understand and like you said, the personal attributes are ascribed to the Holy Spirit in these passages. We're going to go to Ephesians chapter 4. Okay. Okay. Ephesians 4. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 30. All right. 30. All right. And do not give gr grief to the Holy Spirit of God by whom you are marked or sealed for the day of salvation. 
Now these are personal attributes. You're going to Acts chapter 5. So you can grieve the Holy Spirit. So you know it's got to be his personality. That's he's, right. He's a person. Mm -hmm. We're going to Acts chapter 5, 3, three through 9. 5, 3 through 9. Okay. Acts chapter 5, starting in verse 3. We're going to do verse 3, and then we're going to go to, to 9. Okay. Okay. But Peter said, Ananias, why has the evil one put it into your heart to be false to the Holy Spirit and to keep back parts of the price of the land? Hmm. You're going to go down the nine. Exactly. You, he lied to <clears throat> the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah, he lied to the Holy I don't yeah. know why he thought he could get away with lying to the Holy Spirit. Exactly. When the, Holy, the Holy Spirit already knew the truth. Right. But, but he decided he thought he can lie to the All right, mm -hmm. let's go down here and find out what happened. Verse 9. Yeah, let's go down here and see. Well, okay. But Peter said to her, Why have you made an agreement together to be false to the Spirit of the Lord? See the feet of the young man who have put the body of your husband in the earth or at the door, and they will take you out. So he lied to they both lied to the Holy Spirit, and they both died. Yeah, because they they thought they was getting away with something. Oh, I, I can lie to this Holy Spirit. He don't know what's up. Yeah? Huh. They got fooled, didn't they? Sure did. They got fooled. The Holy like Spirit Like you said, knew. the Holy Spirit is going to be, it's going to seal us in the end. That's right. So in other words, it's, it has a personality. You can grieve it. You can grieve the Holy Spirit. Yes, you can. And, and so don't don't think that you can't, and don't think that if you lie to yourself, mm. you're not lying to the Holy Spirit. You may think you're lying to the Holy Spirit, but you're on the line to yourself. Right. So we're going to act. I mean, First Corinthians chapter twelve and verse eleven. Okay. First, okay. We go. First Corinthians chapter twelve. Oh, twelve. I'm jumping down there. Okay. And verse 11. 11, okay. But all these are the operations of the one and, same, and the same Spirit, given to every man separately as his pleasure is, like what we said. And also, we're going to read Romans. I think we read Romans 15 and 30. And if we didn't, we'll read it again. Now I make request to you, brothers, by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit that you will be working together with me in your prayers to God for me. Amen. So the distinctive characteristics of personality are knowledge or understanding, feeling, and will. Only a personal being can be grieved. That's right. Only a personal being can be deceived and lied to. That's right. Only a personal being has the ability to choose as he wills and his own violation. This world is perhaps one of the most distinctive elements and characteristics in any personality. And only a personal being has the capacity to, to love. True love is not conceivable in an abstract and impersonal manner. So the Holy Spirit loves. Yes. Love comes with a very personal yes. touch. 
Yes. The Holy Spirit love. Yeah. If the Holy Spirit couldn't love, we wouldn't be here to guide you. That's right. That's love. Amen. That's love when the, His Spirit is and guides speak. us to all truth. Yeah, it guides you to all truth. It's here to guide you from wrong and right. It's here to tell you when to do this and when not to do it. And, or, and lead you. Mm-hmm. So that's, whether turn, that's, whether, you know, that's, all that, this. That's love when something's here to protect you. Amen. That's love. That's right. That's true love. That's true love. So these predicates of personality indicate that the Holy Spirit is a self-conscious, self-knowing, self-willing, and self-determining being. Capable of love. He is not a shadowy influence or an impersonal essence. The Holy Spirit is spoken of in these personal ways because God himself is a personal God. Amen. Amen. Because that's what we're saying. He's, He's personal. He's a personal being. He loves. He has knowledge. He has a conscience. So he hurts too. Well... He, you know he's personal because he like a personal relationship with all of us. Amen. Every one of Every us. One he of wants us. a personal relationship with you, with me, with Gina. That's with right. Ella. He wanted a one-on-one personal Now, that's how personal he is. That's beautiful. That's, that's really a beautiful is. relationship. He wants a one-on-one relationship. Now, and that's powerful. That is. For Absolutely. him to want a one-on-one relationship and remember each and every one of us. Don't forget neither one of us. And he's with us all the time. All the time. So we're going to take a break. Don't move that dime. Keep it locked in on LPJ 64 with Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Thing Bible Study Hour where we're talking about the personality of the Holy Spirit. <laughs>
Christmas and and I tell you we can only thank him and praise him. Amen. So we thank you for joining us. If you just joined us, we are talking about the personality of the Holy Spirit right here on LPJ sixty four with Mister and Mrs. Sweet Thing Bible Study Hour. And we was talking about um, the personal aspects of the Holy Spirit. He's talking about he's self-determined, self-knowing, self-conscious, and capable of love. Oh, yeah. See, the Holy Spirit has a personality, else he could not bear witness to our spirit. And with our spirit that we are the children of God, he must also be a divine person, else he could not search out the secrets which lie hidden in the mind of God. Amen. 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 So a challenge we face in understanding the Holy Spirit is that we, we can imagine God as a father in a somewhat tangible way. But many also have a concrete picture of Jesus as he is described in the Gospels. He took our human nature and appeared to us in human form. 
The Holy Spirit, however, is presented in a very different manner. He is seemingly impalpable, much harder to comprehend than are the Father and the Son, and that's true. Hence, some draw the conclusion that the Holy Spirit is only an impersonal power. So as we have seen so far, the ideal doesn't really do justice to the nature of the Holy Spirit. In fact, there are statements in the Bible that would make no sense if the Holy Spirit were just an impersonal force. So we're looking at Romans chapter 15 and verse 13. Romans 15, 13. We'll be going to right now. I'm still here away. Now may God of hope make you full of joy and peace through faith so that all hope be so that all hope may be yours and the power of the Holy Spirit. So when you read that context, what is it telling you? The statement is saying, Now may the God of hope make you full of joy through faith, so that all hope be may be yours. And it comes through the power of the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. That's right. Come through the power of the Holy Spirit. You can also go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4. 2, 4. All right. And in my preaching, there were no honeyed words, honey words of wisdom, but I was dependent on the power of the Spirit to make it clear to you. All right. So it's only through the power of the Holy Spirit we can understand Scripture, like what we said. So the statement of apostles that it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us would be absurd if the Holy Spirit were only a power or impersonal influence. The statement instead indicates another personal being, much the same as both the Father and the Son are a personal being. Yes. And I think that's hard for us to comprehend because that we have in the Bible they describe the Father and the Son, but not the Holy Spirit. Right. And that makes us think that it's just a force. But the Holy Spirit has it's personal. And it, it it's has a personal, personal being. Well, as as the Father and the Son, they have you know, they have their own personal, but they're they one. They have their own yeah, they're, they're one. But they're one. Yes they are. Yeah, they're one. Furthermore, um, how can believers be baptized in the name of the Father and the Son? and the Holy Spirit. Right. We're going to go to Matthew chapter 28 and verse 19. Matthew 28 verse 19. Okay. He said, Go then and make disciples of all the nations, giving them baptism in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So if the first two who are mentioned are persons, but the third mention is not. That doesn't make the best sense. Instead, all three are mentioned as being part of the same one name in whom we are baptized. The Holy Spirit is revealed here to be on the same level as God the Father and God the Son. Because mm -hmm. they baptize him in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's right. There you go. You know, there are three living persons, the heavenly trio, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
we want to look at he is you know Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth also well yeah we're going to go to John that's right John well, yeah. chapter 14 John 14 and verse 6 Jesus said to him, I am the true and living way. No one comes to the Father but by me. So, in the Gospel of John, the word truth is a key term. Our contemporary understanding of truth often is very abstract and theoretical. So, in the Western world, it has been shaped by Greek philosophy. However, in the Bible, and particularly in John's Gospel, truth carries a rather personal and specific meaning. Jesus is the truth. While God's written word is truthful compared with John 17, 17, God's truth is revealed in a supreme way in the person of Jesus Christ. So a true knowledge of God is given to us in Jesus of whom the scripture speaks because God has revealed himself through him. And see, I think people really, it's good to know what the Holy Spirit does and the, and the personality of the Holy Spirit because, you know, you ask people about the Holy Spirit and they really don't know. Well, yeah, they, they really don't know. They don't know that the Holy Spirit it's has a, his a own personal personality. Being. Yeah, and, and he, he has, has a own, personality. his own personality, you know. Uh, but he's the same. He's one. He's one. You know, and it's nice to know that there are Trinity, but Trinity is one. And they're one and the same, and they're separate in the same. And yes. They, they agree in the same way. Yes. So when you agree, that makes you one. One. That's why, you yeah. know, when they say when you're married, husband and wife, male and female, that you become one. one. You still have your separate personality, yeah, but, you, but you become one. Become and one. that's the same way, that's a good yeah, example. Right. The same way with the Father, Son, right. and Holy that's, Spirit. There you go. They are one, but they have their personalities right. one and the same. They, right. Right. They're in agreement with each other. In agreement with, there you go. So in John 16, 13, we are told that the Spirit of Truth will guide us into all truth. He does this by pointing to Jesus Christ and by helping us to remember what Jesus has said in John 15, 26 and, he, and what he done for us. So the truth into which the Holy Spirit leads us is very personal. He lifts up Jesus, leads us into a living and faithful relationship with him. So when Jesus talked with a woman in Samaria, he said that God must be worshipped in spirit and in truth. That's, ain't, that is the truth. That is it. <laughs> in spirit and truth. That's yeah. the only way. Let's look at John 4.24. Yeah. That is the truth. I'm telling you. John 24. There you go. God is spirit. Then let his worshipers give him worship in the true way of the spirit. So worship him in spirit and in truth. So when we ask for the leading of the Holy Spirit, he will lead us to Jesus who is the way 
and the truth and life. That's right. He's the way, the only way. Only way. The only way. That's why, that's why he said we had to worship him in spirit and in truth. That's right. So that's something that you need to think about, too, when you don't understand about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is truth. There it is. The Holy Spirit is life. Everything what God and Jesus is, the Holy Spirit is as well. Right, because he is what? One. One. One and the same. One. He's one. So truth in the Bible is no abstract thing or theory such as often appears in philosophy, truth encompasses a deeply personal and faithful relationship, relationship to our creator and redeemer who is called the God of all truth. We God have to remember that he's the God of all truth. God of all truth. Thus the Holy Spirit is aptly called the Spirit of truth who is sent to us from God the Father, indicating not only his personal character, but also his divinity. Mm. So it, it is so good to understand the Holy Spirit in the way that we are learning him today. That's right. He's, he's, a, lot personal, of he's, he's a personal yes. being. He grieves, he hurts, he has knowledge, he speaks. Well, you know, see, that, 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 that personal Spirit has all of that, so uh, Jesus Christ understands he all hurts. of that. He mm -hmm. hurts. He, I mean, it, it, when he came, Jesus Christ came here, and he died on that cross. Amen. He, he got all of that. Yes. That's why he still has it all. That's why he, the Holy Spirit had it, because Jesus Christ felt all of that then, as well as the Holy Spirit feel it now. See, in other words, so, see, when Jesus was here, he didn't. The Holy Spirit wasn't here right. because he was here. He was here, and that's why he said, "Since I have to go, go. I'll leave you the Comforter, which is of the same." Of the same. Mm -hmm. So, and, and he was of the same. So, that's why the Holy Spirit have have all those same feelings. That's right. Because he is a personal being. There you go. And that's what we need to always understand about the Holy Spirit. You can grieve. If he wasn't a personal being, you couldn't grieve the Holy Spirit. No, you couldn't. You couldn't hurt him. Yeah, you couldn't hurt him. That's right. He has knowledge. He speaks to you. There you go. Now, we don't listen, but... <laughs> <laughs> we don't listen sometimes, but <laughs> he, he speaks. And he loves you yes. got such a love, yeah. and, and you can feel that yes. when you really do what the Holy Spirit says. Yes. So if we think of the Holy Spirit only as a mysterious divine power, our thoughts will be, how can I have more of the Holy Spirit? But if we think of the Holy Spirit as a divine person, we will ask, how can the Holy Spirit have more of me? me. That's right. There you go. There you go. And you know what? That's a thought. Think about yes. that. Yes. He, he's a personal being, and I need to give more of myself to the Holy Spirit. And you can give more of yourself to the Holy Spirit by being obedient. Obedient. That's the key. Now, that's the key. Surrendering you, your will, right, your will right. to, and, and, yeah. to the Holy Spirit. And, so if God. you want him to have more of you, be obedient. That's it. To the, to the God. 
And you can give the Holy Spirit fully control of you. That's right. Yeah, if you, amen. If you that is so true. Yeah, because yeah. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And the Holy Spirit will, will take fully control. Because he's saying, do you want to possess the Holy Spirit or do you want the Holy Spirit to possess you? Yeah, there you go. There <laughs> do you, you go. resist his influence? Yeah. Or are you willing to follow him in joyful obedience, obedience like what you said? Right. Obe well, that, that's the only way the Holy Spirit can possess, right. possess you is to be obedient. He, he's not coming there if he's not wanted. No, absolutely not. you got to ask for it. You know, if you come to my house, would you come in if I don't invite you? No. Okay, then. Because he asked us to ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit. There you go. Pour upon right. me the Holy Spirit. Yeah, the Holy Spirit is there and saying, here I am. You and just got to ask and I'll be there. And I'll invite me in and right. I'll come and in. And I'll come in and sup with there you. There you go. See, so you have to invite him. He's exactly. a very, very, he's a gentleman and I have. Yes, he is. He will not force his way in. He will not invite himself in. No, he won't. You have, you have to. to ask. We're going to go in Romans chapter 8 and verse 12 through 14. Romans 8, 12 to 14. Okay. So then, my brothers, we are in debt, not to the flesh to be living in the way of the flesh. For if you go in the way of the flesh, death will come on you. But... If by the Spirit you put to death the works of the body, you will have life. And all those who are guided by the Holy Spirit of God are sons of God. Amen. That's, that's what I just said. Mm -hmm. You know, if you, if you live by the world, that's the flesh. That's flesh. But if you live by the Holy Spirit, you'll kill the old man. Right. You don't get rid of him, you bend, you say, you got to go, because this is the Holy Spirit home. Amen. This so, is where the Holy Spirit lives. The world has got to move out. Amen. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is moving in, and you, you got, got to go, to go. world. That's right. So do you want to use the Holy Spirit according to your plans, or do you rely on him so that he can enable you to become more like Jesus Christ and do what he has in mind for you. There you go. So do you take seriously the fact that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9. 1 Corinthians 6, and verse Nine. 19. Sorry, verse 19. 19. Verse 19. 19. That's where we're going. That's where we're Or are you not conscious that your body is a house for the Holy Spirit, which is in you and which has been given to you by God, and you are not the owner of yourself? I mean, mm. how many want to give that up? Everybody wants to say, hey, I'm gone. I'm my I can own, do what I want to. I'm my own man. But what did you just say? Yeah, I'm my own man. I can do what I want to do, but according to this, according you, to the word, you you're are not, not your own. You've been bought own. with a price. You've been bought with a price. You're not your own. Your body belongs to God, 
the Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit. Mm -hmm. not you. And so when you feel that you're your own, then you're saying, I'm not willing to give the world up. I'm not willing to be obedient unto the Holy That's Spirit. That's right. I'm not willing to be obedient to the Holy Spirit, that I live my life the way I want to live it, and can nobody tell me how to live it, including the Holy Spirit. And also, just like what you said, and are you willing to glorify God with how you live, That's just like right. what you said? That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. So Romans chapter 5, 5. Romans chapter 5, 5. All right, here we go, 5, 5. Okay. And hope does not put to shame because our hearts are full of the love of God through the Holy Spirit, which is given to us. That's right. So how are the Holy Spirit and God's love connected? Let's look at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 18 and 19. Ephesians chapter 2, 18 and 19. All right, 18 and 19, there we go. Because through him, the two of us are able to come near in one spirit to the Father. Mm -hmm. So then, you are no longer as those who have no part or place in the kingdom of God, but you are numbered among the saints and of the family of God. So people consciously choose to cooperate with one another. We are invited to work together with the Holy Spirit. So they're connected. Yeah. Because the two of us are able to come near in one spirit. In one spirit, that's right. That's Just right. like you said, when we get one male and female Husband and wife get married. They come together, As and one. they become one, one in their in their marriage. That's right. You become one. So, in other words, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, are married. They're one. One, they're one. That's right. Because they, they're in agreement with each other. The, yeah, that's the way it works. That's the way it's supposed to work. That's the way it works. And so, if we do not accept the Holy Spirit as a person of trend of the Godhead, it will be easier for us to ignore him, to deafen our ears to his invitation, and to harden our hearts against his life-changing influence. And because we are fallen, sin-damaging beings in need of God's transforming grace, the last thing we need to do is ignore the prompting of the Holy Spirit in our lives. That's right. That's yeah, because if you grieve the Holy Spirit, you won't be sealed in the last days. No, you won't no, be sealed. You won't be sealed if you ignore the Holy Spirit. And and you can do that easy and not realize you've and done not it. not realize you've done it. Not realize that you've done it. So, if anything, we need to give more of ourselves to Him. Thus, in our acknowledgement and that the Holy Spirit is a divine person who wants to use us God stands at the center of our Christian experience. So truly, we have to remember that in our walk with Christ, do not grieve the Holy Spirit, which is going to seal us in the end. Yeah. Amen. That's right. So we want to thank you for joining us tonight as we love the Word, and we really learn a lot about the personality 
of the Holy Spirit. So we're going to play a song, come back with email and closing comments. Keep it locked in on LPJ 64, Mr. and Mrs. Sweetbang Bible Study Hour. Call to the stage at this time. One of the greatest soul-stirring voices of the 20th century. Mr. Joe Lagan of the Mighty Clouds of Joy. Thank you so very much. Thank you. the hands of somebody that need a little more time. I need a little more time. I need a little more time. A little more time. I need a little more time. To pray. Well, well, well. 
for joining us tonight right here on LPJ 64 for Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Thing Bible Study Hour where we're talking about the personality of the Holy Spirit. We're going to go into Matthew 28, 18 through 20 and leave our closing comments tonight. Oh, okay. Yeah. Time flies. I tell yes, you, it does. Get, whoa, when you get really to reading does. the Word and you get into <clears throat> the Word, you look up and it's and Time is, is done. Time is done. But you know what? It's worth every second. I tell you, it's just beautiful to get yes, into the is. Word. You know, Amen. Uh, we all need it. Amen. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on, and on earth. Go, therefore, make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So we want you to seek first his kingdom and all of his righteousness, and he will add everything unto you, as the Holy Spirit say, will lead you to all, all things. In yeah. the world. All truth. Oh, so okay. we're going to come back and give you our email address, but now we're going to bow our heads for closing prayer. A mind to pray. Dear Almighty and Omnipotent God, our Father, our Creator, and everlasting help, we humbly approach your throne in the precious name of Jesus. We eagerly enter your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise, recognizing you are infinite in power and might. The fullness of your ways are past knowing, and your majesty is both seen and felt. Your word says you will grant us the very desire and will to do those things that are pleasing in your sight. In the name of Jesus, the first and the last, 
We ask for our mind to pray and revelation to have a deeper and more intimate fellowship with you. We ask that you drive out all distractions and the cares of this life and give us a sincere heart to seek your face with great expectation and hope. Let us have the same attitude of Christ, who was totally faithful and dependent on you. In the name of Jesus, help us, Holy Spirit, to submit our minds to the purpose and plans of God while teaching us how to follow him daily. Let us turn from our wicked ways so that our sins be forgiven and that you hear our prayers and restore our land. In the name of Jesus, renew our minds and saturate them in your word that our thoughts are pure and steadfastly focused on you. Draw us near and let us listen attentively to your voice, cherishing every moment in prayer and fellowship with you. Let us desire your presence more than our natural food and give us a mind to pray and seek your kingdom above all else while trusting you to provide all of our needs. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. Amen. And may the windows of heaven open and pour upon you a bundle of blessings. We thank you for joining us each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. And have a wonderful and blessed night.